Hello everyone and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about SEO management. I know SEO is huge. It's hard to be successful everywhere, to know everywhere because SEO divides to many different directions of page SEO and page SEO. Uh, on page SEO you can divide with content creation, technical optimization, many other things. Uh, uh, of page SEO it's like PR, link building, uh, many uh, different directions and of course it's important to to handle and manage all processes with uh, various team. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Ash Nalawala. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thanks, Anatoly. Um, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, for me, it's a big pleasure to learn from experts like you because I know about your extended experience. You wrote a book. You have uh, extended knowledge. Before we start, just tell more about your self-experience background and why you decided to share with us about SEO management. So I, like many other SEOs, am an ex accidental SEO. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to school wanting to be an SEO or I didn't go to university. The first 48 years of my life, I was doing other things like um, accounting, uh, marketing. And then I decided to become an SEO because I was good at it. Uh, it was mm -hmm. easy. 22 years ago, it was easy compared to today. And almost anything uh, that you did seemed to work. But that got me going. <laughs> Uh, around the year 2000 and I've never looked back since um, I thought I was retiring um, last year I was mm -hmm. semi-retired I had um, two or three private clients working a few days a month and then I got a call to come back full-time so I'm back in the workforce uh, and I'll be 70 at the end of this year so I want to be the oldest in-house SEO on the planet. Wow, nice. <laughs> wow, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about that. Okay, uh, can you tell uh, where to start to learn more about SEO? For example, uh, uh, you mentioned that uh, many years ago, almost everything worked. I remember this time when, uh, for example, I had only one strategy to buy more backlinks than my competitors had, and that worked well. Uh, we created content for Google uh, without caring about customers. It worked well, but today it's not. Uh, SEO is evolving. Google can change all algorithms. And yeah, I decided to learn about white hat SEO, don't try to manipulate search engines. Why I need to manipulate It's better to use these rules and to get high results. And uh, but I see today when companies are looking for uh, jack of all trades, they want to hire someone who can handle the whole process uh, to create content, to optimize, to uh, create link building campaigns. And uh, I'm not sure it's possible today if we are talking about quality job. But it's possible to hire a SEO manager who can uh, handle the process, who can manage other people. Can you tell uh, where to start in SEO management? Most of the SEO managers that I've come across uh, were in large companies. So my background is largely uh, multinational companies, multilingual companies, um, Fortune 500, Fortune 100, that type of, uh, or equivalent in Australia, because I live in Australia. So I work for some of the biggest companies in Australia. And 
many of the managers are accidental. Uh, their background is either sales or product, but definitely not SEO. Therefore, the challenge for an SEO manager is to understand what is SEO and whether the person they have hired, whether it's external or an internal staff member, whether that person has the right knowledge. These days, SEO is so diverse that it's really hard to get an all-rounder who has done everything. Even I don't claim to have done everything because there are so many niches in SEO. Um, I've not done law firm SEO or even extensive affiliate SEO. I used to have affiliate sites when it was easy, but I was making far more money consulting or working inside a company that I didn't feel a need to keep on um, working in a specific niche. So today you may find an SEO who's good at uh, working in large companies. And again, within a large company environment, there are many, many variations. So um, you can work for a car manufacturer that doesn't sell anything on their website. They're simply um, a catalog of all their products. The products are sold by someone else. So their experience is quite different from someone who works at a car dealership where they have to sell the cars on their website. So the challenge is finding an SEO who is the right fit for you. And that's really important. And that's partly a reason why um, I'm writing these three books. Uh, I've only released one of them, but um, really there will be three books in the series. Um, so mm -hmm. I hope I answered yeah. the question. Yeah. yeah, love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, guys, you need to read these books. You can see that uh, a lot of valuable insights. And I, I found that experience plays a huge role in SEO. Because if you have no experience, if you just uh, use generic strategies, it doesn't help. But if you have real experience, you can get high results. Can you tell what is the main difference between SEO for small, uh, medium businesses and big uh, corporations that you mentioned uh, where you have experience? In a small company, there are fewer people. Therefore, the SEO's job becomes slightly easier. Maybe there's simply one person between them and the CEO. And, or maybe there is no one. It's simply a one-to-one -one connection. And that would mean that if they need certain tools, they might find it easier to get access to them. They might be the, the only person working on the website. So they don't have to wait for someone else to approve um, some change yeah. that they want to make. Um, Medium-sized businesses become a little more complex. There are more people involved. Therefore, you need soft skills as well, not just your technical skills, but you need people skills so you can sell the concept of what you're trying to achieve, why it's important to the business. and But if you get on well with your colleagues and they understand that you're trying to make more money or whatever it is, uh, get more conversions, 
you'll get that support. On the other hand, in a large company, it can be really difficult. Uh, large companies um, such as the ones I worked in, not necessarily my current employer, but um, uh, they operate in silos. And sometimes the website is built by different silos independently. You may not even realize that uh, someone has added 20 pages because it's their responsibility. That's the way the company was structured. And it's just too bad if um, they didn't ask the SEO for some advice. So it can get challenging um, in a large company where the SEO might be so many levels down in the food chain that um, they often are not kept in the loop. Major decisions such as changing the platform, changing the CMS, changing the firewall. There are so many variables that can take place that can get in the way of good SEO practices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know about that. I remember when uh, you know, when you wrote the task uh, to change the text or even uh, subheadings, it takes time to wait <laughs> for a few weeks to get this approval that you can change it. You know, yeah, it's hard because if you cooperate with small businesses, the owner can decide, okay, yes, uh, give the access, you can do it yourself, you know, don't wait for anything else. Yeah, in big companies, it takes time because you can uh it can be against uh, the internal policy or anything else so yeah it's a little bit hard uh can you tell about um uh finding the right keywords because i see when companies are chasing high volume keywords uh, but they are overwhelmed overpriced and it's hard to compete uh, with many other websites in the top 10 results even wikipedia is a competitor for any keyword uh, can you tell how to find the right keywords, untapped keywords that will provide results faster uh, and can sell a lot more? Um, it's actually very easy in a large company because there are too many keywords. Um, I work for a car uh, marketplace platform where hundreds of car models and makes are sold. Each of them is a keyword. And I don't have the luxury of choosing multiple keywords per car platform because they're all very similar. And what I also find is that a large company tends to be well known anyway. Um, people will use the brand name as a prefix. If they want to buy a car from my employer, they will put the brand name before the car that they want to buy. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they're going to get a result from our platform. Just as people will search for a book on Amazon, they'll put the word Amazon before it. If they're searching for a generic um, car review or a car, um, in car information, then it becomes a bit more of a challenge. And that's where you produce a large volume of content. So the keywords basically find themselves. Um, 
we have, I don't know exactly, but at least 20 full-time in-house journalists. So every day they're writing car reviews, car news, uh, how-to articles. It's happening all the time. I don't even get to tell them, hey, here are 10 good keywords for a Toyota Corolla. I don't need to do that because just from their experience, they know the language the customers are typing. Uh, they have access to all the analytics, uh, search console data, and plus we feed them um, uh, regularly all these keywords. So um, it's much more difficult for a small company to find good keywords. And that's where the SEO needs to uh, vary their input from where they get this knowledge, uh, whether it's simply keyword planner, which is my first port of call, but then they can look at all the other tools, uh, Ahrefs and SEMrush and as many other tools as you can think of. Uh, it becomes more of a challenge for the smaller companies. I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, thank you a lot because you know I, I'm standing against my window and the sun <laughs> decided to, to change my face. That's okay. Okay, uh, I ha uh, can you tell about your book? Uh, because uh, you know I, I love reading books. It's my passion to spend time reading books, and uh, I usually read marketing books, or business books, self improvement, but in most cases marketing. Can you tell uh, about your book? What kind of value can I get by reading this book or our audience can learn from your book? Because uh, uh, I think SEO is uh, quickly changing world, evolving, uh, but you need uh, to get, uh, I think even in SEO, you can get the foundation, for, for example, like high, how to create content for a human or uh, how to create high quality content. Can you tell more about your book? What kind of value people can get by reading this book? So my books are aimed not at the SEO operators directly. Uh, mm -hmm. I would like them to read them, but then give them to their managers because I decided not to write a book that is all about how to do this, how to do that. There are many books like that, and most books go out of date fairly quickly. So mm -hmm. yeah. the best source of information for practitioners is reading everything, which includes articles, going on SEO courses, use every possible means of learning because it's changing. What I've written is at a manager level. So it's all about the what is SEO and why is it important uh, to, for them to do their job well. So I cover, apart from the essentials, I definitely have to cover that. But then I go into the types of SEO expertise that exist. So there are people who are good at news SEO or enterprise SEO or SaaS SEO and so on. Uh, they need to be aware that there are many kinds of SEO around. Um, then there are internal versus external uh, agency versus consultant. So they should be aware of that. They need to know about the tools, the major tools that uh, SEOs need to use. Then 
then need to know how to manage keywords. So, so that's where I introduce things like uh, entities versus keywords. Um, what is semantic SEO? What tools are used to find them? Um, I then go into content in a big way. And what are the different types of content? It's not simply words, but you can have video content and audio content and so on. Then how do you get this content? Do you do it in-house? Do you outsource it? Um, I tell them to be aware of artificial intelligence and what's the good and what's yeah. the bad about that. Um, I make them aware of plagiarism and people stealing their content and what to do about it. Um, ratings and reviews um, and so on. I give them a, a exposure to links, the types of links, good and bad links. Um, what is negative SEO? Is there such a thing? Does it really hurt you? Should you worry about it? Then I talk about internal links, which are pretty important and easy to do if you put your mind to it. I then talk about managing rankings, why it's important to um, measure your rankings, but how to do it uh, properly so that you're not just chasing a few uh, money terms. You need to chase uh, rankings at an entity level. Uh, who are your SEO competitors? Like you said earlier, even Wikipedia is your competitor, even though it's not a yeah. business competitor. So uh, I mentioned local SEO and what are the special considerations for local, then managing your online reputation. Uh, I mentioned negative SEO again. Uh, how do you fix a problem such as a, a brand problem or a service problem, um, getting a Wikipedia entry. Then I talk about managing an in-house SEO team. So how to hire them, how to write their job descriptions, how to interview them, uh, how to train them, sending them on training courses, um, handling disputes as an in SEO disputes, in, uh, internal disputes that do take place, where does the manager fit in and what the manager can do. Uh, understanding the frustrations of SEOs and how the manager can handle these delicate situations, uh, creating a career path for their internal team. Then these days in COVID, uh, remote SEO teams have also begun to appear. And I'm seeing more and more companies are hiring remote SEOs. And there are considerations such, such as legal considerations. Uh, there are job um, guarantees that are dictated by your local government, um, conditions of employment. These things do come into um, effect. So. If you need the right SEO, then you should make an effort to hire them, even if they live in some other country. Uh, it, it's a bit of hard work for your HR team, but you need to convince them that the person is really important and they should help you, not just tell you that it's too hard.
-hmm. Then I cover managing agencies and consultants, the types of consultants and agencies, the pricing models, um, how to write the contract, write, write the RFP, all those things that only matter if you're hiring an external agency or consultant. Then what are the red flags? How do you f decide uh, someone's pitch is um, questionable? How, what are the things to be aware of? Um, how do you hand off an agency when the contract expires and you need to hand it over to a new agency? If you did it right to begin with, then there isn't an issue. But if you didn't think about it, it can get difficult at that point, especially if you had to fire the agency. And I've been once in that situation where uh, we discovered that the outgoing agency had very carefully not documented everything in an easy manner. So the new agency basically had to start from scratch. Uh, they, they had very little to go by, go on. I also mentioned what I call a co-managed SEO service. So sometimes um, you hire a consultant to be the watchdog. Uh, you work directly with an agency, but this consultant is keeping an eye on the relationship and making sure that the agency is doing the right things. Uh, and this happens in large companies because the agency has many people, the consultant is only one person. So they can't do everything but they can keep an eye on the agency and making sure that they're delivering as per the contract. Then I talk about nice. SEO strategy. Uh, how do you structure the strategy? How do you, in, in a large company, you can have an agile environment and I talk about scrum and scrum boards and so on, which only applies to large companies. Uh, the, pros and cons of um, structuring this uh, so that the strategy is implemented easily. Uh, we also use a concept known as objectives and key results. And that's something I believe Google or Intel started. And many of those large companies use that methodology. It's very similar to KPIs or key performance indicators. And so there are ways you can write these objectives and and I tell them how to measure key results. Um, so yeah, so that's a very quick run through my book. And uh, basically I'm telling managers that these are the things you need to know if you want to bring success to your company and make yourself look good and make the CEO look good because you're getting more profits and the share price is going up and the CEO is happy, therefore, he makes sure you're happy and your SEO is also happy. You know, I want to buy this book. You know, you mentioned a lot of topics that I'm interested a lot. Uh, do you have a link on Amazon where I can buy this book? And guys, you can see uh, it's a great list, you know, of SEO methods. Yeah, I, I love it, you know. Yeah, of course, I, I am going to buy. Guys, please do it the same, you know, buy this book. Uh, yeah, can you share the link to this book on private chat and I'll submit to the description uh, in audio podcast as well? Yeah, I'll drop the... Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, I have the next question. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm interested about uh, outsourcing. You mentioned uh, that uh, you can outsource people on different countries, regions, uh, and uh, I agree with that. We don't need to limit uh, to one specific country if we have specialists on uh, many other places because people can speak English on many places. Can you tell about the right outsourcing? How to find the right people who can create high quality content uh, and how to test them out uh, because um, uh, the reason why I am asking about that uh, I had bad experience uh, to hire people who can tell I'm great expert I know everything but when they provide the job it's not it's far away from uh, quality can you tell about finding the right people and managing them right I've um, seen some bad examples in my own uh, employment in the past you need someone who knows your country really well and really well is not simply because they've looked up your country in wikipedia and they think they know your country but content also requires using the right language for your location um, i don't remember the the word for a Volkswagen Beetle, but in the UK, they have a special name for it that I'd never heard of. And some writer in the UK wrote this article for my previous employer and used that word and we didn't know what it meant. So even though they were a native English speaker in the UK, but we're in Australia where we don't use that word. Um, so, yeah. Some, sometimes you can't just say, I want a native English speaker. If you are in the United States, you want a native speaker who's American, who has probably lived in your part of the country. If you're a small regional business where you have local slang, local terminology, uh, and have the local context, then you have narrowed down the field. Um, there are some really good uh, all-rounder writers who can do the research. And if they are all-rounders but can do the research and make note of where you live and get that jargon, that's great. But you can't simply just put out a request and say, I need quality content, and then you just pick the cheapest provider. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> And that's been my experience. Uh, well, I'll give you a second example. Mm -hmm. I live in the state of Victoria in Australia. I live in Melbourne. A writer wrote a complete article. And I thought, this doesn't make sense. What, what are they describing? And they had written about the city of Victoria in British Columbia, Canada. Mm-hmm. They just picked the word Victoria. They were writing about Canada and they're submitting it to me in Australia. And I don't know what were, what they were thinking, but we didn't hire that writer. So mm -hmm. sometimes <laughs> these things happen. Yeah, I, you know, uh, in my team, we use uh, editors, you know, who can check out the content from writers and uh, even uh, some great uh, writers can uh don't consider uh the local uh language or uh 
the way of speaking, you know, but editors can fix it, you know, they can simplify uh, and consider something uh, to Australia, to UK or US, even Canada, you know, yeah, they, uh, they have a little bit different with the US, but yeah, uh, editors can do it, you know, to consider the local intent. Uh, I have the question about uh, link building. Can you tell? Uh, what kind of link building is better to use today? Because uh, as I mentioned in the uh, beginning that I, I remember years when uh, we bought more backlinks that competitors had and ranked well. Today, we use only white hat link building, but uh, we have many different approaches. Skyscraper technique, guest posting, even guest posting, I'm not sure it's white hat, but uh, uh, if you use correctly with the goal to share value without submitting links, yeah, it's, it's almost white hat. Uh, many other approaches, PR, help of reporters out. From your experience, how to find the right strategy, link building strategy? Again, I'm... I will have to sort of disappoint you um, in, by saying that large companies like the ones I work for spend mm -hmm. almost no time in link building because they are so big. For yeah. example, at least four of my previous employers and the current employer, they sponsor sports stadiums. They sponsor sports teams. Um, they have um, uh, shares that are discussed in the newspapers every day. The sports teams are mentioned every day. Yeah. So we get citations and links every day without even worrying about them. But mm -hmm. there are times when we do look for very focused deep links. So at a previous company, uh, which was an insurance company, mm -hmm. we had the luxury of having three agency people sitting next to me and i had two staff so i had five team members one one of them was tasked with doing nothing but getting us quality links so they did the um, approach of writing to um, individual bloggers or to magazines or anyone who had mentioned the company without a link so they were doing um, the traditional method of approaching these people. And because they wrote with the company name, um, so that is a tip that an SEO can ask for is, if you are an external SEO, ask for an account using the domain name of your client. So if your client is Amazon, if, if you're very lucky, you ask <laughs> for a name or at least an email address, which might be SEO at Amazon.com. They may not give it to you in your personal name, but at least you're coming from the domain where you're requesting um, a link. That's got far more credibility. And I think the success rate was greater than 50%. I don't remember the exact success rate. So people could see that it was really the insurance company that was making the request. And it was a personal conversation. It wasn't written as though it was a spam mass email. And therefore, my advice is to, uh, to be as personal as you can in your outreach and you'll have more success.
Yeah, I, I agree with that. It, it depends on benchmark. If you have strong benchmark, strong brand recognition, you don't need like building at all. Yeah, because your content can provide the rest, you know, uh, linkable content. Uh, I have the question about uh, something that webmasters need to ignore today or uh, shouldn't do. Because, uh, for example, I still see when webmasters create content for Google, not for a customer when webmasters use black hat techniques uh many different things uh, and it's obsolete today can you tell from your experience what it's better to avoid and ignore today that's that's really difficult um uh, for me um i worry less about um, what are known as toxic links. Mm -hmm. I've been in companies a few years ago where many external SEOs had done some work and it was very questionable work. They had gone and obtained links uh, from unknown locations. And when you looked at your backlink profile in, using a tool such as Majestic, you would find really questionable low quality links. Uh, so the reaction in those days was, oh, we should disallow all of them. So that's what we did. We disallowed hundreds of these links and it made no difference to anything. Um, and then two or three years afterwards, we were thinking, well, the advice from many SEOs and from Google is unless you get a manual penalty, don't worry about disavow <laughs> files. So yeah. we said, right, okay, we're just going to delete the disavow file. And we did that. And nothing happened. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> no change <laughs> to the rankings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I would say, uh, don't worry about some of these things that uh, we tend to waste our time. Uh, so that that's one example that came to my mind when you asked me. Yeah, yeah, love it. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, if you have no manual actions, just ignore uh, all these uh, cheaty links that can come to your site. You know, so yeah, I don't worry about them. And um, okay, can you tell one? Thing that all webmasters need to do. It's very important and uh, it's hard to get results without ignoring one SEO tip. Can, can you tell from your experience, what is it? One thing um, is to develop a strong relationship with your developers. Mm -hmm. and, and that is such a big, big thing when I talk about the relationship with the developers because you can talk to them at so many levels once you have a, a good relationship and that can happen if you're working in a large company you can sit and have lunch with them you can play table tennis with them uh, and you become like a real person to them uh, we used to um, at a bank where i worked we arranged to rotate different team members from other teams to sit physically next to us for a whole week. So 
for one week at a time, we had someone from marketing, someone from IT, um, someone from user experience and so on. So by talking to the developers in particular, you can talk to them about accessibility, why it's important. You can talk to them about validation of HTML. Uh, I've been in places where all the pages were hand coded. There was no CMS. And I told them how to quickly check that what you wrote is valid HTML and isn't going to break something else. I then also would say to other developers that you may go and make this little change because you need a small element to go on a, a large page. Your job on the Jira ticket is just to go and make that little element, whether it's a carousel or whatever it is. However, you should really check the whole page. When you're doing uh, testing, you need to do regression testing to make sure that your little bit of JavaScript uh, isn't duplicating something that's already there on the page. Can you be more efficient if you can combine the two uh, look at the whole page. So that's really my my tip that um, getting on with your developers will get you a lot of results. Nice, nice. Yeah, love it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, I have two web developers uh, and uh, I know it's hard to find uh, good web developers because they are busy and we have a bunch of mediocre web, de web developers who are always available, you know, so, but they can't provide a good uh, job, good results. So, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, okay, Ash, I have the question about uh, learning. Let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. Uh, what will you do today to learn more about SEO? My standard advice to any brand new SEO who joins uh, my team is to make their own website, mm -hmm. a private yeah. website, ideally make it an affiliate website. So there is an incentive to make money mm -hmm. and you learn such a lot about um, not just affiliate SEO, but SEO in itself. Um, you might work in a large company where the platform's a multi-million dollar CMS. Obviously, you can't do that privately, so go and get a WordPress site. And I always recommend WordPress because that process teaches them about buying a domain, choosing a domain, uh, buying hosting, um, and choosing the right kind of hosting, yeah. learning about DNS, um, all those concepts are useful to them in their day-to-day -day job. So I've got a very good live example of a colleague who had come from a, he came from the call center. That was his background. No SEO or web dev background. He now runs a side business. He's still with the same company as an SEO, but he has a side business building websites for other people. So he's taken to it so well that 
he's become a, an expert SEO as well as developed a side business and is doing SEO and um, building websites for his private clients. So that's my advice to yeah. a new SEO. So valuable. Yeah, I agree with that. It's like to read a hundred books, how to play soccer without playing soccer. You know, <laughs> practice makes miracle. You know, you need to practice. If you have a website, you can practice to test many things because if something works for others, it doesn't mean it works for everyone. You need to find what works for you. Uh, Ash, it's a big pleasure to learn from you, to get all your valuable insights. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. So I say at the back of the book that um, uh, please connect with me on LinkedIn, but only one request. Do not try to sell me anything yeah. because I will <laughs> remove the connection. <laughs> I want to talk about SEO with you. Um, so please connect on LinkedIn. Uh, follow me on Twitter, which is at Ash Nalawala. If you go to this website that uh, Anatoly will share with you, accidentalseomanager.com, all the linkages are there. And if you start there, or if you Google my name, you will find me uh, because mm -hmm. I'm an SEO, so I'm easily <laughs> found. But please don't try to sell me anything and don't ask me to find you customers or set up relationships. I'm nearly 70 years old, but I love talking SEO and I'm happy to comment on your website or what uh, tip I can give you. I'll do that. So mm -hmm. that's my uh, parting words. Nice, nice. Uh, by the way, I can't promise that, you know, because I get a hundred uh, spam uh, messages every single day <laughs> uh, when someone is trying to sell me that I don't need at all. I don't know these people. Guys, today you need to build relationships, uh, provide value, help others. And yeah, if you are honest, you can get results i completely agree with that please uh connect and follow ash but uh, by uh, uh by sharing your website and learn from him yeah I, I love all your insights thanks again you know for your time you know a big pleasure to learn from you and guys you can find all these links in the description below listen us on apple google spotify and see you next time